0: Guys, to another episode of the Cinematch podcast, episode 11. I believe we didn't even touch
1: on the fact we hit double figures
0: uh yeah. last week, which is well, that's a little milestone.
1: Why is that? <laughs> that's because I labeled the episode nine, episode eight. Oh,
0: so. yeah, yeah, we, for, we forgot we were, we were one ahead. Um, yeah, <laughs> we're back this week, episode 11, officially into the double figures, and we're acknowledging it. Um, you're not quite double figures yet, we'll celebrate that. Definitely, yeah. Um, yeah, we're back with another category corners this week. Um, the first two we put we, we focused on like comic book movie franchises with DC and Marvel. We're going in a completely different direction this week, which was uh, your idea. Not sure what that says about you, but hey ho. Um, my name is Carl Altimus, and I am your host. And joined joining me is my. Lovely co-host. I'm trying to remember which week I'm on. Yeah, my <laughs> lovely co-host, uh, who is ever-present and does some incredible graphics, may I add. I'm impressed. I was I was looking at the stuff for the previous episode when I was putting it all together. Some of it, it just looks really professional, so well some done. Of it, some of it looks really professional. <laughs> well, everything you've done compared to everything I did looks really professional. Uh, but yeah, joining me, Mr Nathan Hannah. how are you? Other than
1: you look like you're roasting. I am sweating I said I've got the the which way do I go I've got the fan in the room this, today because it's that hot I don't want a vest to be my signature look but it's I was, so,
0: I was that's what I was going to mention it's, it seems like
1: you've uh, you've got a character now it's so hot in this house and the upper levels are so hot but if I open this window slightly it's so noisy so it's just, I've just got to live with the hotness. It was either I sit in here or I sit outside and I'm pretty safe. I think I'm safer in here. Either way, I'd be wearing a vest. It's way too hot. say, so the
0: vest and the hat, you kind of look like you're going for one of those um, trailer park looks in America.
1: For me compo money.
0: Yeah, but at least with it being England, I can imagine this weather is going to last like a week and then we'll be back yeah. to freezing cold stuff, yeah,
1: hopefully. fine. Fingers crossed, because this is too hot. <laughs> Way too hot. You're, um, you're, well, no, this episode comes out, you're in Portugal. Yeah, and i will
0: probably be cooler there than I am here, because like I said to you off uh, camera, I checked the weather app today, and it's actually colder in Portugal than it is here now, and I go on holiday on Sunday, so that's
1: fun. I can't believe the dedication um, isn't there to film from Portugal. Well,
0: it's take the microphone
1: and stuff. <laughs> I remember that when you were at a certain wedding. <laughs> Yeah, I'm gonna uh, I'm gonna put a background behind me for when uh, for when we record that episode, make it look like a Cyprus. <laughs>
0: <laughs> That's what I should have done. I should have like put one of those green screens on and just be at a pool somewhere in Portugal. <laughs> but uh, yeah, we're gonna be doing uh, category carnage as I said, but we're doing Pixar this week. Um, I mean it's Pixar. We've both watched. Pixar movies pretty much the majority of our lives me my entire life because the first one came out before I was born you were alive in a world without Pixar um which is weird to think you old man uh before we get started with when it comes to Pixar movies is there any you watch a lot more than others
1: um yeah there's a few i obviously toy stories you yeah, watch i've watched quite a few times Hate to say it, but cars I've seen quite a few times because my nephew was really into cars. Uh, Finding Nemo, obviously, uh, Incredibles, great film. Yeah, I don't think I go out of my way to watch Pixar, but it's this I don't think there's really any not bad ones per se, but they're all nice, not all nice watches, but like no. the ni- nice watches, nice and relaxed watches.
0: Yeah, they're the ones that I remember most fondly from my childhood like i know there's obviously a lot of disney ones but it's the Pixar movies like monsters inc and finding nemo and stuff that i remember most as a kid just watching on repeat constantly um but yeah i love cars as i told you in the fast and furious episode i had the video game i was constantly the dinoco
1: king well, i was literally just about to say like obviously i grew up like you would be, just been born, but I'd, i grew up and was old enough to have like toy stories out we've got the toy story game and bug's life is out so i'm playing bug's life on ps1 which was great and Toy Story Two is probably still one of the best Pixar games on on the PlayStation One. So not only did I have the films, but I grew up with the games as well. So and the toys and that kind of stuff. So yeah, a lot of, a lot of love for Pixar, which I think I thought was nice coming off of the superhero categories we've done recently.
0: Yeah, it's a it's a huge change of pace, really. And unlike DC, which we touched on, I feel like there's constant level of quality
1: in Pixar that means we're not going to be scraping the bottom of the barrel like- when I was doing my writing my picks because obviously we've got to make sure we've got a few backups just in case and there's only 27 Pixar movies I don't think that's released I think that's what's coming out as well so it's quite tight because obviously between us we have got to have 20 20 picks yeah so that first category every pick gets to pick the first category has got to get in there for the good ones
0: yeah, that's very true, actually. And on that note, let's do the trusty rock, paper, scissors. It's 2-0 to you so far, so I'm, so I'm yeah, worried. 1, two, 3, then go, yeah? Yeah. Really? 1, 2, 3, 1,
1: 2, 3, go. Ooh. We've drawn every time as well, haven't we? Yeah. <laughs> one two three
0: 2, 3, go. <laughs> 1, 2, 3, go. Ah, damn right that's good actually because there's one there's one category where i've only got one option oh no i'm getting out of the way immediately oh no so without further ado we'll start the category carnage let's go and i'm going straight up best opening and i'm taking
1: up okay oh no do you have something else uh it was my first choice for somewhere else, but yeah. it's fun. I know. I, so
0: for this, I was really st- stuck on many of the openings, and I rewatched the up one earlier because this one I think is not just one of the best Pixar openings, but I think one of the best openings to any children's film like ever. I think it's it's so like perfectly done, like introducing us to uh, a young Carl, and it not only does it show. Why he eventually? Why the plot of the movie unfolds essentially? Why he wants to do what he's trying to do by traveling to? Oh, hair. Yeah, hear me, off. Why he's traveling? Uh, when he when he sets the balloons up and he wants to go to that? Uh, I can't remember the name of the place, but the ex, he wants to go on the exploration, and it's yeah. because he sat in the, the theater early on. We see the very very old film, which as someone who likes watching like thirties and forties films, that on its own. That hits a sweet spot for me anyway. I love that sort of stuff. And then watching him meet Ellie and just the way you get to watch their life play out set to an unbelievable like theme, like the music in that, as you see their life story and they grow, watch them grow old together and deal with pretty much everything life throws at them. It's, it's so well done. And like, obviously you're getting married. I've been with Eleanor seven years now, seeing that and seeing like the, the life together and then watching him lose it. It, Gets me even now, like
1: when he loses her. Do you want me to? Do you want me to point out that I've been with Grace longer yet yeah, we're getting married, and you've been with her for seven years and not getting married? Do you want me to point that out? When, does she listen? Or yeah, she, well, she says she does. I'm not sure she does. <laughs> well, we'll, find, we'll find out now, won't we? I can't
0: get married yet. I'm, I'm absolute uni. I've not I've got the time, or the money. I'm poor. Um, eventually, she'll, uh, she'll be a lucky girl. Although Eleanor, on and off, like not to go on too much of a tangent. She doesn't like jewellery, so when I do, I don't really know what I'm supposed to buy. She won't wear a ring. So she feels like, it'd be just a big waste of money to actually buy a ring, so we'll see, we'll see what we do. Um, but yeah, back to movies. <laughs> They're not my personal life. Um, yeah, I just think it's really well done, and I think Ellie's such, considering how small a role it is, it's such an impactful character, like the personality and stuff, it really does. You can see why Carl, uh, would fall in love with you and just their life together. It's, it's tragic how it ends, but the fact that that's just the first 10 minutes, it really tells you what Up is going to be and I don't think I've ever watched a kid's film, especially where I've sat down and 10 minutes in I'm like what's going on here? It's usually the ends that kill me, but the beginning I mean bits, so yeah, I had to get that because I, I can't think of another one that compares, so.
1: Yeah, I mean I was Up was on my list for um best opening because everything you've said is 100 correct but it's also probably tied for the second saddest opening is like there's another one that i can think of that is just as sad i'm not picking it so i'll say defining nemo is like just as sad as an opening as as up um but yeah uh yeah 100 agree a, a little annoyed but it's fine you took it from another category but well, i've got we've got we've got plenty of Pixar films it's yeah fine. what category what category do you have it in or do you want to keep that secret I had it in um the heartbreak category
0: yeah I thought you would yeah I, I had to delve in deep with that one to like try think of other the ones I could use for heartbreak
1: all <laughs> the things that have broken me inside
0: <laughs> yeah um yeah I had to think I also considered this one for the best because we, we've obviously got a best score category here and i think that opening the music that's played throughout f- f- as you watch the life and fall i think it's so like it's beautiful so i i considered it for that as well but i just feel like there's other things i can take in those
1: categories whereas this i felt like there was only one option for me okay well i my opening is sad but in a bittersweet kind of way because it's well, it's a realization opening more than anything so i went with the opening to toy story 3 mm. and the opening i love the opening to toy story 3. it's the bit with the train and the uh the, it's like it's an actual film and all the different characters and it's like the toys are the actual characters and they're having like this little adventure on the train trying to save everybody and you know ham's like this evil genius and as you're watching as you're going along you're going oh i know what's happening and he's playing with his toys. And that's exactly what it is. You start seeing like evil Professor Pig and evil Mr. Pig, sorry, or whatever it is. And you start seeing like Buzz Lightyear flying, doing the moves that he does and all that kind of stuff. And then you kind of move from that childlike innocence and then you start watching him grow up and move away from the toys. So you've got all the clips, the montage of him growing up and moving away from the toys, all leading up to them being in the attic or them not just not being no just not being played with anymore and it's such a well-done opening that exactly like all oh, sets up the tone of what the movie is and what the movie is going to be about um and yeah it's it's just really bittersweet because everybody knows well every single person knows what it's like to grow up with toys and play with and have those toys that you absolutely love and a lot of people like obviously a lot of people kids have got great imaginations and I was one of those kids where I fully, play, when I played my toys, I fully played with them because I wasn't a football or sports kid. So my Star Wars toys, which I've not grown out of, were uh, uh, my life kind of thing. So everything was, so that looking back and watching that and <clears throat> having that, oh, no, I grew out of my toys. All of my toys are in the attic. I want to get them down and put them on the shelves and stuff. It's really, it's really effective to the story that happens of, them not being able to let go and in the end being able, like letting go and all of that kind of stuff. So yeah, Toy Story 3 is such a such a lovely opening to a movie while still being like action-packed and funny and like the true essence of what a Toy Story movie is. So that's why I went that um, and taking Toy Story, Toy Story 3 off the board so easily um, as well as up in up Toy Story 3 being taken in the first category is a, a bit of a wounder for the rest of them, but we'll see. We'll see how we get on.
0: Yeah, I, uh, I, 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 I don't disagree with the Toy Story three opening. I think it's wonderful. I actually think Toy Story three was one of the had one of the ones I had in for the the ending because I think the ending's well done. But I, I see where you're coming from with the opening. And I might have been a football kid, but don't don't get me wrong. I love my action figures. I had loads. I had loads. <laughs> did you have like a favourite one?
1: Because I did a favourite action figure. Yeah, I had two favourite ones. I don't know. I had my. Millennium Falcon which was huge like if I was a kid I like I used to have to rest it on my arm to fly so I'd, I'd grab the bottom of it and rest it on my arm and fly it was massive and so my start absolutely nothing's changed my Star Wars toys are still the ones that I banged on about all the time
0: yeah I had um I had an Anakin Skywalker from Revenge of the Sith and I remember when it was Christmas we had the Christmas tree when I took that as a perfect opportunity I was like right it's a lightsaber fire on a tree. <laughs> so I was like in the Christmas tree like this. And I dropped this Anakin Skywalker toy in the Christmas tree and it just fell through. And somehow it didn't come to the bottom and I just never saw it again. I don't know what happened to it. I just it was gone forever and I was devastated. <laughs> but yeah, it was that. And before that's, that, when I was I even younger. That's what you're getting
1: for Christmas this year.
0: Yeah, from Revenge of the Sith. Uh, oh, I've to know. And uh, that and a Tarzan one before that. When I was, like, really young, it was a Tarzan toy. Like, an action figure from the movie. Loved it. So, yeah. I never,
1: you know what, I never actually had a Woody or a Buzz. Um, but I knew, like, the like kids in my family, as I've grown older, like, have been obsessed with Woody and Buzz. And, like, getting the, the big proper ones, like, actual like ragdolls and the big, like, that come in the proper boxes and everything. I did have an RC car. I remember that. Um, but in terms of Toy Story car, uh, toys, I didn't really have... Any, I don't think.
0: Yeah, my uh, younger brother got a woody, I think. He was three and I was four. I think you actually me tell him that on the, on the internet? No, he was... <laughs> I get that, though. Filthy. He was a child. Um, <laughs> but, yeah. <laughs> and it was, like, light imitating art, life imitating art. Because we I remember when we were, like, five or six, we took it out the, back in our garden. And we were, like, play fighting, like, throwing it about. And everyone was, like, trying to wrestle it from each other. And we ripped the arm. And we were like, oh, my God, it's Toy Story 2. <laughs> but we did have some rich guy to fix it for us, so it just went in bed. Didn't strap it to a rocket? No, not quite. We're
1: not that deformed, I don't think. Um, I didn't know somebody that tried strapping his Buzz Lightyear toy to a firework, thinking it just happened like it would in the movie. This was when we was young, when I was younger, like around 9 or 10, 11, maybe. And, yeah, it just didn't leave the ground and just scared the shit out of us.
0: <laughs> Fair enough, yeah. But yeah, that's a good pick. A couple of strong ones, like I said, off the board. So where are you going next?
1: Oh, it's mine, isn't it? Yeah. Oh, how do I save some good ones? Oh, shit, I've already used Toy Story (laughs) 2. Fuck. I'm going to take the the big one off the board because I'm going to go with the most heartbreaking moment Because there's only one moment in all Pixar films. Oh shit! I think I know what it is, and I think it was the one I had. Like there's, there's a few, but there's one that no matter who you are, if you don't get a lump in your throat or a little bit weepy, you're dead inside, and that is Bing Bong. (laughs) That's when Bing Bong appears and saves and like sacrifices his life to, to help Joy get to where she needs to be in. Uh, Inside Out such I mean the whole film is like I i, I could talk about a few moments in in uh, Inside Out that, that get to me and Bing Bong's moment is obviously one of the key ones but I also really love when the parents finally catch up to Riley and she just lets, lets it all out she's all feeling. Because everybody's everybody's been through that. No matter how confident or happy we your life, everybody's been in that moment where they just felt lost or they hate something or they don't know who they are and stuff. And just absolutely heartbreaking. And the Bing Bong stuff is, he's such a happy character. He's such irreverent and silly and goofy. He's everything that you want from a kid's movie. And then that literally is... A visual representation of that innocence being ripped away and forgotten forever because you can't hold on to it forever and it's such a heartbreaking moment and it gets me every single time the fact that it's not long before the second moment that gets me it's just like a one-two punch that just fucks me up so so i don't really watch inside out very much because i just can't deal with it i just can't deal with it though i will say sadness is like you know sophie my sister-in-law <laughs> Sadness is the perfect, uh, perfect um, characterization of her. <laughs> yeah, less less about her, the
0: better. <laughs> <laughs> you love her? <laughs> oh, absolutely not. Um, but yeah, that's a great pick. That
1: was the one I had. I can't believe it only took two picks in, and you took one. You took one. I had. Well, not when we said picks, and I said we should do like heartbreak. You was like, I'm going to pick that. So I was like, I'm getting in there before you do. Uh, Did I?
0: Yeah. Because <laughs> I had to give her my gamepad I can't remember that bollocks. Yeah, I shouldn't have said that, but yeah, that's that's a great scene. Uh, Richard, Richard Kine, I think he's the name, the actor, isn't he? Unbelievable job! And it's the saddest thing is when he jumps off, it's not like he is upset that he sacrificed himself, he's excited that she made it up. he's celebrating, he's happy. But yeah, that scene kills me. Um, that is definitely what I was gonna go for, so I've fucked it now. Um, come on. This, so this is hard because I didn't want to use this here, but now I'm going to have to. And oh, that dear. is Toy Story 2. Oh, um, Jesse's little montage when we see what happened to Jesse with her, when she loved me playing, and we see how her child abandoned her, and that's why she's got such a dislike for um, toys that are like actually owned by children and stuff, and she's so like bitter against the world. Like as a kid, with the music playing, it was like. It was the perfect combination for just one of the most depressing fucking scenes ever, <laughs> and it's heartbreaking. And you started to feel guilty, like yeah, I touched, I didn't touch that toy. Like, what happened to that one? That I just like lost. Where's Where's Anakin now? <laughs>
1: That's
0: Anakin somewhere now, beefing about me because I,
1: I love I love the image of like a little Anakin Skywalker figure stuck in a Christmas tree, like Hayden Christensen's voice singing when she, when he loved me. <laughs> yeah and then it, it'll uh, do you know how this works because we need to make that we need to make that video
0: <laughs> I know yeah but Yeah, just slagging me off to any toy that I listen to him because I just abandoned him in a tree but yeah it's it's com- like compared to the first Toy Story I think the first one obviously had a few um mature tones to it but then that scene in the second one it seems to just be a completely different like it was a completely different thing than we'd seen so far and it really did wonders for the Jessie character, I think. And it's why, I think it played a huge role in why she became so popular. And like when she first goes to Anderson, and she's got that insecurity about her, it's just like, and you know why. And when the family take to her, even though it's a toy, I'm fucking buzzing for her. <laughs> like I'm so happy for her. Like she's just achieved some great thing. And yeah, I love it. I love that. And as much as I didn't want to take Toy Story 2 there, because that I think is one of the best Pixar films ever. I think it could be my number one. Uh, I don't think there's any other heartbreaking moments that have come
1: close to those two that we've just taken. I had Jesse as my backup, uh, or in Toy Story. We've already said Toy Story three, so the bit when either the ending, or when they're all like in the trash compactor going towards the thing, that always gets me. Yeah, that is an emotional. Oh one. yeah, Toy Story two. Like that moment in Toy Story two is it's a real kick in the balls.
0: Uh, and it's a good song I think that's a, what makes it effective. the song's really good
1: yeah
0: right um, Your turn. now now where do I go yeah. interesting so we've taken opening and saddest moment what have I got left here um, I think I'm gonna go best ending now okay because again, this is one where I think I only had one in my head because I had Toy Story 3. I actually just thought you were going to take that um, in, in this, and I, I don't know why, but I thought I just accepted I wasn't going to get that in this category. So the, the one ending I had as number one for me is Monsters Inc. Oh, okay. When I you obviously. You
1: more. I completely forgot about Monsters Inc.
0: Yeah, I think the ending to Monsters Inc. where obviously. Sully has to give up Boo and it's all the emotion behind all that and then you see how everyone's lives have changed but the kick at the end when Mike surprises him and he's built the entire door back together after it's been shredded to bits and he puts that final piece in and you see Sully just a little bit apprehensive at first but eventually goes through and I think what makes it work the best for me is we don't see Boo I think just hearing it I think that makes it such a more impactful and I think if you see her it takes a little bit away from it but because we don't it's like we don't know how long it's been. There's, they don't give a time frame on when he opens the door, so yeah. we don't know. It could have. I mean, the voice suggests she's still obviously young, but it could have been a month. It could have been a couple of years. You don't know. Um, But I just think that's was such a good way to end that movie. Um And yeah, I just think if it ended without the door, it would have been just a standard. Um, Pixar movie ending like just seeing how everyone's lives got better but then getting to see him go back and knowing that he actually did see her again I just think it was so fucking well done and I'm kind of glad they never went back to Boo after that, I'm glad that's where the character was finished because obviously we got the prequel Monsters University and then we got that TV show on Disney Plus um, yeah, Monsters, Monsters at, at work. work I think it was called but um yeah I'm just glad that that was the last week solve the character, I think it was a perfect way to end it and it was a perfect way to end that film, so that's what I'm taking
1: there Yeah, I agree that like, if we ever saw Boo again, it would be it would completely take away it's one of those things that would, would actually take away from the film that came before it Um, yeah good choice, yeah no, I would completely forgot about books. Uh, Monsters Inc. When, when I was doing all this and then I wrote them all out I was like, oh fuck, Monsters Inc. I'll try and squeeze it in somewhere, but no nah, I didn't. Um, ending. See, again, I'd go Toy Story 3, usually. But I'm going to go with probably my... I don't know if it is my favourite, but it's because favourite Pixar film does kind of fluctuate. But uh, Incredibles. I love the Incredibles, and I love the ending to Incredibles. That, not just, like, obviously the Beat Syndrome and all that kind of stuff. are oh, piss. I wanted to save that for villain.
0: Yeah, that would that would have been my pick for villain syndrome. So no.
1: But the yeah, wanting. The, I think it's the acceptance part of it. Like after all of that hiding and after all of the like the family's dysfunction, like obviously you get the the bit where they all kind of come together and uh, to defeat syndrome. Um, but the kind of epilogue where the family starts working as a unit and so like they're all at the, the sports game and dash is running and telling him to slow down i just love it it's just like a really 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 nice superhero ending and it's probably one of the more satisfying endings uh, to one of the pixar movies um and complete and a complete ending as well um i'm, I'm gonna 100 contradict myself because then they all come together to fight the Underminer at the end and it just kind of ends and it just feels like really pulpy and like exactly what the the film is. It feels like old school, school comic book. It feels really pulpy. Like everything about it um, really, really good. Um, yeah, not much else to say about it other than I, I just really, really love the ending to Incredibles. It's just a great ending.
0: Yeah, Incredibles was another one as a kid. I think that was one of my favourites because it obviously combined Pixar with like comic books and superheroes, which is a perfect combination. Um and I love that film as well. Can you ask did you like that in Incredibles 2? It opened and we saw that scene, or would you rather we never saw it?
1: No, I think if you was ever gonna do it, you have to pick it up straight away. I yeah. you do have to pick it up straight away. Um so it didn't bother me. What bothered me about Incredibles two was that it was wasn't as good. Contented as the first one yeah well the first one is Watchmen for kids and the second one's just another standard superhero movie so it just felt really different and didn't like it as much
0: yeah i agree with that i i didn't mind the second one like i didn't dislike it but compared to the first it's i don't think it's even half as good um but yeah good pick is it me yeah, you have to pick a category now. What have we what we've gone through so far, opening, heartbreak and close, right?
1: Yeah. Realiter. Yeah.
0: yeah. And I'm already forgetting.
1: <laughs> I am going to go with best sequel. And I again I'm going to hate myself for who this is going to please. Um but I genuinely and I will, f- I will die on this hill as much as possible. I know I what g- you're going to say. I genuinely think one of the best Pixar sequels is Cars 3. <laughs> I knew exactly where you were going, because that's what I had, Cars 3. Cars and 3 it- is oh, it's the Rocky Balboa of car movies. It's so good. Or the creed of car movies. It's so good. And the fact that people... I know a lot of people say I'm not watching Cars Three. Cars Two is shit, or just wh- like whatever. But Cars Three should have been what Cars Two, like they shouldn't have done Cars Two. It should have been Cars Three, is what I'm saying. It's such a great movie. The the he's not as fast as he used to be. Moving into that mentor role, like having somebody take the spotlight. That person being his reason, his his final success, rather than Rather than anything like him doing it himself, it's so good, it's so fun, it's so well done. It's got classic Pixar messaging. It's got that classic Pixar adult stuff, like adult um, morals and tones, um, all merged into a movie about cars. I mean, is like by Owen Wilson being in it? But other than that, it's I love Cars Three, and I would I would put it up with, up there with like. Toy Story 2 and 3 and those those sequels. It's so underrated. That's why I wanted to do an underrated category. It's so underrated. It's so good. And I will defend it as much as I can.
0: I was just about to say that. If because well, we were originally going to do an underrated category, and Cars 3 would have been my top pick. Because I think, yeah, like you said, everyone watched Cars 2 and it took the story in such a completely different way that it turned everyone off. Whereas Cars 3 really returned to its roots, I thought, and I think it did a brilliant job. I think, yeah, like you said, Lightning McQueen becoming the mentor. Um, And the fact that it wasn't just some, like, cool new racer, it was like his, um, one of his, like, the woman wasn't even supposed to be a racer, the car wasn't like a race car, was it? She was like an underdog as well. Uh, And seeing um, the antagonist from the first one, is it it Chuck Hicks, Chick Hicks, something like that? Chick Chick Hicks, Chuck Hicks seeing him like as like an analyst now, like it's like he's a retired sports star. I think it was such a clever touch. Yeah, I, I
1: really like that, that film. Versus, technology versus skill aspect of it all as well. Yeah. It was just... Compared to what
0: came before, I think it was such an improvement on the second one. And I mean, I can't talk too much on Carcer because I only watched it once on a plane, I have a tour from Florida, I think, and... I just remember being so pleasantly surprised because I had no interest in watching it myself because the second one did put me off and then I, it was just on there. So I was like, I might as well watch it. I watched the first two. It's here now. I've got nothing else to do. So I did. And I actually really loved it. So yeah, with what's left on the board, that would have been my pick for sequel as well because all the good ones have gone.
1: Shit. Well, you better pick
0: some of it. Yeah. Uh... Oh dear. <laughs> I don't even know what sequels are left. We've got, we've got um, Monsters University.
1: Uh, why am I giving you ideas? I'm not telling you that. Monsters University. I can't, I can't Monsters University is a sequel, just in case you were going
0: to say, "Is that a very cool?" No, nah, I reckon it counts. It come after same franchise. Come after. Um, I'm going to take Toy Story Four.
1: Alright, okay.
0: I mean, it's not one of my favorite Pixar sequels ever, but um, I think on what if you look at what's left, like I think it's head and shoulders above like Monsters University and Finding Dory stuff like that. I don't think any of those are on the level of Toy Story Four. Like, no matter what that group do, they're that iconic that it, it somehow works every time. Mm-hmm. Um, just like following Woody and the gang, and. Seeing where the adventure's taken next, and this time seeing them like we've seen them venturing to the, the like the real world at times, but this time it felt like prolonged. It was like it was like the genuine real world. Um, there's like the majority of the film was out there, and we got introduced to like of Spooky. We got reunited with Paul Pete, which was nice. Although I'm not sure how she looks different. I'm not sure what, what's gone on there. What sort of plastic surgery toys are going through? Um, yeah. But yeah, it was it was daunting when they first announced they were doing a toy story 4 all those years later i mean they've announced a 5 now i don't i don't understand cuz 3 felt like the perfect place to end it and it yeah. probably was it was i think andy's story was the story so continuing after him was a strange decision but i think it was a fine film it could have been a lot worse 5 probably will be a lot worse and i also think ending it with woody kind of going against everything he's believed in the past was quite an interesting turn and having him choose to stay out on the streets with both people, not go back to the kid and go through what he seemed he seemingly lived for. Like if there's any toy in the world that buzzed over having like an owner, it was him. So that was quite a left field decision. But I think it works in that film, which is why it's going to be weird seeing him try to win it back a fifth time. But Yeah,
1: how
0: yeah. I don't know. Mm-hmm.
1: How are we going to do that? I don't know. No, yeah, like,
0: they're in different parts of the world, but the toys, it's not like he's going to run into them. Yeah. But, yeah, uh, that's what I went with, because it's the best of what's left. Yeah, Because <laughs> it's the best of what's left. Essentially, right. yeah. Your turn. Oh, right, right, right. Next, I'm going to go with score. Well,
1: shit.
0: Yeah, because, again, all the best ones have yeah. gone. Not oh, now. And I'm going with a film that I've already said I didn't necessarily like too much, but it's got the same score as the first one. So I'm taking The Incredibles 2 for that iconic superhero theme. Um, I just think it's fantastic. And like I was listening to it again earlier and there's like hints of so many different like influences like. Parts of it sound like James Bond, parts sound like Mission Impossible, parts could wouldn't feel out of place in a Marvel film. I just think it's a really, really good superhero theme. Um, and looking at some of the themes in Pixar, they usually do a really good job of like, and then capt- capturing like what the story is going to be in that sort of theme. Like I said earlier about the up one, it was obviously quite a moving theme, and you knew where the story was going. And this one's so like upbeat and exciting. I think it immediately tells you that it's going to be like an action packed story, and I
1: fucking loved it. So, so I'm happy with that one. It feels like a, a 60s like movie. Like that's the. I mean, obviously, that's the style of it, and they, they pull it off so perfectly. Like it doesn't feel like a superhero. Like that's what superhero movies would sound like in the sixties. So it's got like like the like the xylophones and like the kind of spy, like secret agent kind of feel to it. Like like you said, James Bond, and yeah, good choice. Would have been better if you had Incredibles one, so you didn't have to attach it to Incredibles two. Um,
0: yeah, but this is a good way to do it. I could just use a bad film, but with because it's got the same s-
1: score in it. Especially when you have Toy Story One you could have used. Yeah, but I don't I think I prefer the Incredibles theme. Yeah, the Incredibles theme is um incredible. Yeah <laughs> uh, Yeah. Um you never escape my bad puns, it's fine. I went for a film that I've never like I don't overly love it like most people do, um, but the the score is beautiful is probably one of the best words i can use to describe it and that's ratatouille ratatouille's music is obviously very french inspired and it's just it's just a joy it's just a joy to listen to um we have it on at work sometimes and it's just it's i don't know how to describe it other than it's french and it's joyful to listen to it's just really it's just really uplifting and even like the it sounds like a I'm not saying that other film sound scores don't sound like a proper orchestra, but it does sound like a proper orchestra, like a fully created like score of of classical French music rather than rather than for a film. It's just it's just beautiful. No, I don't know what else to say. It's a film about a cooking rat that controls somebody by pulling the hair, and it's got one of the most beautiful sounding soundtracks of, of all of the Pixar films. That, that that one, there was no doubt. There was going to be no other film um, that I would have picked for that one. Um, it's it's such a good movie. Like when he's cooking, and that in the moment when he's going around and chucking all the ingredients on, he that it's just it's just fantastic.
0: Yeah, I like that too. That's a film I've not watched too many times, um, so I'm not as familiar with, with it as I am some of the others. But I think it is that's another one when we discussed underrated that I had in consideration because I think that film's really good. Yeah, really really good. And the ride at Disneyland Paris, I think it was that went on fucking rocks. So.
1: I've uh, I've never been so it's I've a good ride been, i've never been to a disneyland at all and it breaks my heart every time i think
0: about. Yeah, it. yeah i was surprised you've never tried to get to orlando I, with
1: all the dip the star wars stuff Right, right let's take a let's take a short detour like you did for a second and talk about how, my relationship i try really hard to go to disneyland just set up for the honeymoon but we're not doing it i just all i want is to build a lightsaber <laughs> I'm surprised you, I'm surprised I'll you can't talk
0: Grace into Orlando either, though, because Harry Universal's Potter. got the whole Harry Potter section as well.
1: Yeah, you'd think, but no. That place seems
0: tailor-made for both of you. Just get yourself to Orlando and time your lives. You can even just go to different parts
1: for the day, so you can spend time at Harry Potter. We'll do Minions together. <laughs> so, right. Ratatouille, good pick. What, what category are you going now? I'm going to go best song. And I'm a bit torn now because I had one, but now I just realised another film's open. I don't know whether to keep it for another... Now, I'm going to go with this one because there's no... Out of the ones we've got left, and to be fair, this is my number one pick anyway, it's such an uplifting song. It's so fun. I fucking love it. And it's on Poco Loco from uh, Coco. It's such a great song. It's so uplifting. It's so be. It's you can't help but move a little bit when you listen to it. It's just a really, really fun song. And the scene when he, you know, when he plays it and he's having, it's it's just joyous and fun. We're going to take shots for joyous. We're going to take shots for joy this week. That's the question yeah. this week. It's just so fun. And it's, it, uh, Coco is an underrated film that people don't seem to like for some reason. Um, but Again, it's such a great film that de- like delves into a lot of different themes, but the music in it is great because it's obviously um, inspired by the country that it's all about. And But, yeah, Unpoco Yoko is a great song, and it's, it's foot-tapping. It's a foot-tappingly good song.
0: Yeah. Um, you'll hear no disagreements from here. I actually think Coco is one of the best... Um, not just Pixar, but Disney movies in general. I honestly believe Coco is a five-star movie, and I think yeah. the animation style, the artwork, everything about that film is just stunning, and I love it so much. Um, I had it for a different category, but I really like Coco. Um, I'm glad I I was felt for sure though when you said uplifting song that you were going to take this, but you haven't.
1: So Wait I'm on, going. Before you say? What yours is? Is it is it Coco or is it Coco? <laughs> Piss off. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Number I'm. I'm surprised that you didn't take this actually because I thought you liked the song and I and I thought when you said uplifting it was gonna be this, but it am wasn't gonna, am I gonna kick I'm, myself? I'm going cars one life is a highway by Russell. Okay, yeah, no. I fucking love that song. Like I listen to that song just normally. Like I can't get enough of that song. I think it's unbelievable. I think it's the best song from any Pixar movie. So
1: the fact that it's still here for me is unreal. I did think about it, but I thought it's not originally from a Pixar movie. It was originally a different. It's like a cover. So if I was going to go Cars One, I would have gone Real Gone. No,
0: no chance. No chance. Life is a highway any day of the week. I mean, I do love life is a highway. I'm not going to lie. It's unbelievable. It's great Only, I love it so much. Like, like you said about Um Paul Kaloker with the foot tapping, like that. Life is a highway is a song that you, you can't not move to when you're listening to it. Like it's so like upbeat and um, entertaining. I just, I, I think we even played at work. So that's all you need to know. Absolute belter of a
1: song. That's true. That's true. If you drove, if you did drive, because you don't like. If that song came on, would you be like me when I've got the Fast and Furious songs on? Would you be putting your foot down and driving as fast as you can?
0: No, because I wouldn't break the law.
1: No, well, I don't do that. <laughs> I'm going to report all of this. i got evidence now. <laughs> I never said drive as fast as I can to the... I meant to the <laughs> speed limit. No, I, I love speed, it. Um, fast as I'm legally allowed.
0: Yeah, that's it. Um, but no, they're both great songs, so... There was another one that I'm really surprised we didn't take actually, but so, I'm gonna take it in this category. Is it oh is it you've got a friend in me? Yeah, I'm surprised none <laughs> of us did it. But I'm taking I'm going with best overall was it supporting cast? What was what would we eventually well,
1: say? Group of characters because a lot yeah.
0: of them got numbers on it. I'm going group of characters, Toy Story so, One, the entire crew because What it's like I said to you earlier about Toy Story Four. Just watching these guys do anything, I'm all in. Like there's the there's the shorts on Disney Plus where like it's Halloween or they're like they fake a Hawaiian holiday for Barbie and Ken. I'm like it can be the most mundane shit in the world, but when it's those guys, I'll watch it. Like they could do nothing. We sat in the room talking, and I'm all in. Let me watch ten, 10 hours of it. Like, I just think the entire cast is just so iconic. Like from Woody to obviously Buzz, and then you've got like the smaller toys that aren't don't have as big of roles, like Mr. Potato Head and Slinky and Rex, and I said Ham, and then as the um, film goes on and we get we get introduced to the little green aliens. Like, I, I fucking love it. Obviously, as the, the movies go on, you know what? Sorry. Oh,
1: the deformed toys too.
0: Yeah, but, like, as the movie goes on, you get... I mean, as the movie is the franchise, you get introduced to a few more iconic characters, like Jesse and stuff. So it's not the best Toy Story movie for the cast. Like Better ones come along, but that first one is just... It's fucking... They're awesome. They're really awesome. And like I said, it's one of the most lovable casts, especially for an animated movie, from top to bottom. Like. That's why... The films somehow still continue to work over and over because it's just those guys and the chemistry. I mean, it's weird saying chemistry because it's fucking voice acting, but it feels like there is and like everyone just plays their roles perfectly and I love them all. Like, I literally watched a 10 minute short the other day about Rex being moved into the bathroom and he became a bath time toy and started like DJing these big phone parties for bath toys and it was riveting.
1: I've not seen that. I don't need, I need to watch it.
0: It's awesome. It is awesome. But yeah,
1: that's that's it. There's For me, Toy Story cast is top notch. I mean, I can't believe... Other than, I mean, you didn't mention RC, but you didn't mention the best toy in Toy Story 1, and that's a shark that steals Woody's hat. <laughs> howdy, howdy, howdy. I didn't mention Bo Peep either. But... <laughs> no, that's true. It's because it's a different Bo Peep before surgery. Yeah, I, for, I forgot it. Um, but yeah, it's awesome. Yeah, toys, like you say, more toys come along later on. But I would argue that Toy Story 1 does a better job of keeping it consolidated and rather than splitting the focus. Though I've not watched Toy Story, obviously, I, unless I really went out of my way, I've not watched Toy Story 3 since watching the Barbie movie. I wonder how that's going to play now with yeah. Barbie. And now that I've seen it, it's Michael, is it Michael Keaton play, Ken? I'm not sure. That's going to be I'm pretty Michael sure Michael Keaton. No, he can't be. I'm pretty sure it was a big It was a big name that played Ken in Toy Story 3. Let's do... Re, Ken. Da, 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 da. Oh, my God. Why does it tell you everything other than the person who plays him? Michael fucking Keaton. That's crazy. I didn't know that. I didn't know it was Michael Keaton. I, I thought it was. Well, but, yeah, that definitely quite different then. But what I'm going to see is... Ryan Gosling. Now, I mean, they play very similar characters.
0: Yeah, yeah, that's the thing. Ken kind of just seems to be the butt of the jokes in any appearance, but it works.
1: It works. But yeah, no, great choice, great choice. But the better choice, and it's a big, it's a big thing to say the better choice over the cast of Toy Story because it is a great cast. But Finding Nemo, the cat, the the ensemble group of Finding Nemo is fucking phenomenal from um marlon the clownfish to nemo himself dory obviously then you've got all the tank fish you know the starfish and um i can't remember uh, green goblin's name oh the the actor you mean yeah Willem defoe oh yeah Willem defoe's fish and like the entire the entire cast you know bruce and all the sharks like Every single character that's introduced in that movie is an absolute winner. There's no bad character in that movie. You know, the singing Stingray, the um, the kids at the beginning with the um, You Made Me Ink, that like, gets me every single time. I, it's such a good ensemble movie. And I really wanted to go Bugs Life, but I couldn't remember most of the names other than Flick. So obviously not that memorable. But, yeah, the first finding nemo one obviously not the first finding nemo the entire cast is so perfectly voiced so perfectly characterized and each serves a role as well absolutely love them love them the sharks especially
0: yeah i that is a strong choice and i don't want to make it sound stronger but you didn't even mention crush the turtle so
1: oh yeah of course yeah yeah and crush the turtle and his uh and his kids you know like I said, well, that's favorite proof of my point. Everybody in that movie and the pelican, everybody in that movie, um, just a banger of the character and the seagulls. The mine. They're perfect. Love him. Love him. Yeah.
0: I do like Finding Nemo. I said, like I said at the beginning, Finding Nemo was one of those with Monsters Inc. that I watched like repeatedly as a kid. So, yeah, I won't argue that he's a great cast. It's not on Toy
1: Story's level, obviously, but. Uh... I... We need to do a toy story versus finding Nemo. <laughs>
0: uh right, what category are you going? What have we got left? Is it my turn? Yeah, because you just I went first, Toy Story.
1: Oh shit. What category is left? We've got best villain, best main character. How many are we done? One, two, three, four, five, six, seven. So we've got three. Oh, we've got best story. Story. Best Best villain and best main character. Oh, Right. Oh, shit. I... I am going to piss some people off. And I'm going to go best story from what we've got left. But it was my number two choice anyway. I'm going to piss some people off. Because I... You know this about me. And I... I
0: hope it's not what I think it's going to be.
1: I love... The Lightyear movie. <laughs> <laughs> Lightyear. <laughs> I honestly love it. And I will explain why I love it in a second. But the whole story of him trying to go better, further, faster and displacing himself out of time because he wants to be the, the like, his ego can't take the loss. Absolutely love it. And then having to live in this world where he's lost everything. Chris Evans essentially plays another Captain America. Um, but this one uh, is a child sci-fi uh, movie. The reason I love, and I'm, I'm using my platform now. The reason I love Lightyear so much is that I know if I watched that film as a kid, I would be, it would it would be one of the films that just solidified that I love sci-fi. Like, I get why people go, it's not Toy Story and blah blah blah. It's not the Lightyear blah blah blah. But I really. Went in thinking, what would I, if would I like this film if I was a kid? Hundred percent, yes, I would. It's got spaceships, it's got fast travel, like fast spaceship travel. It's got aliens, it's got shooty combat, it's got funny robots. What's it's it's entry level sci-fi, the same way that I always say Frozen Two is uh, entry level uh, fantasy, um, especially Frozen Two, not so much Frozen One. And it's not the deepest sci-fi film in the world, and it's not the most complex or most action packed, but like Frozen 2, it's a nice film to kind of gauge if you are like as a child, if they like are into sci-fi and something. And it might spark a love for sci-fi. So and as somebody who's clearly a massive sci-fi fan, um that's why I love uh, Lightyear. And I'm not gonna lie, if anybody anybody, whether you've got your own podcast or not, wants to um wants to fight me on if is a good film or not, if we can bring it on, I'll take you on any day.
0: <laughs> I mean, I'm just uh, grateful that you've given me the win there, because that <laughs> is a terrible choice. <laughs> no, I didn't mind Lightyear, to be fair. I no, thought it was no, fine. No. I thought it was okay. Like, not as bad as some people are making out.
1: No, I think people overly hate on it for the sake of... I think because they said this is the film that Andy watched. I think people, it gave people an excuse to say, well, I don't like it then, um, because how, why would it be and all that kind of stuff? Whereas if they hadn't said all that, I was like, this is a light year, just a, a light year movie about his adventures or whatever. I don't also, don't think it helped that we had the most perfect cartoon in the nineties as well. Um, but yeah, fucking everybody else, My opinions on this show, you want to be on, you get my opinions.
0: All I'm saying is, did you ever watch the Buzz Lightyear Man cartoon in the early 2000s?
1: Literally what I've just said. (laughs) Did you? Honestly,
0: sometimes, like I said, you you talk about Zone (laughs) Out.
1: No, but you can't do that on the podcast.
0: I I know, yeah, it's terrible. But I think that negatively impacted Lightyear because I think that show was fucking awesome.
1: I literally just, I literally just said I don't think it helped that we had the best cartoon in for like like eight nine. Oh, see, I thought you meant the actual
0: film, Toy Story.
1: All oh, right, got you, got you, got you, got you, got you. That's what I thought you meant. As in right, Toy story, yeah. but... All right, I'll let you off that one. So what's no, but win? yeah. If you if you think you're getting an easy win, you've not got many films left. What's the best story for you? Cars two. Absolutely not. Um, from what's left, I to be fair, I had
0: this down quite early, um, and I went with Onward. Oh, the
1: oh, I like Pratt, what a great Chris!
0: Season. Is it Chris Pratt and Tom Holland? That's right. Is yeah. that... and just the story of the two brothers. Obviously, it's set in a fantasy land where there's like elves and unicorns and all sorts floating about, and it's the two brothers going on that quest because they found out about something that they believe will bring their father back, but they get halfway through and mess it up so they've just got his legs and he, it's like they're bonding That's with the dad but there's no way to talk to him and it's just this whole story about struggling to let go of a past loved one um, and a role model and the way that plays out and the, the emotion told throughout and then the way it culminates at the end where I think it's the older brother played by Chris Pratt who sacrifices his chance to meet the dad so the brother gets more time with him and then eventually misses out. It's Surprisingly emotional and very grown up, I think. And it was Yeah. It came out of nowhere. I think that was just before the pandemic. So it wasn't it, was it kind of yeah. came and went. It kind of came and went and didn't have a chance for it to really gain legs the way say Elemental did this summer. And I think it would have done if it if it had the chance, because I think it was just a beautiful story. And I think it was mature in the sense that any lesser film would have had both of us meet the dad at the end and there'd have been the big happy ending and it'd have spoke to both, but we don't even really hear him speak to the younger one we just see from a distance how it plays
1: out so it leaves it to interpretation I am going to say, did the I might be misremembering it, but I'm pretty sure that the you don't even, do you even see the dad? You see him from the back don't you? You don't yeah. even fully see it
0: No, I don't think you see his face properly but I think that again, like I said about Boo, is a really clever choice and it leaves what was said to interpretation and it lets us uh lets our imaginations run wild on that and i think it makes for a better story um and it don't feel like a cheap ending to satisfy people watching and yeah i think in terms of especially later pixar movies i think it's such an underrated one and that's one that took me by surprise i didn't expect to like it half as much as i did
1: yeah, I forgot about that film. Yeah, no, I'm not as good of a pick as Lightyear. I but... <laughs> you can fucking
0: get to fuck with that.
1: <laughs> I mean, they're two very, very different films. I think, yeah, it's yeah. I, I can't argue. That's a good one. We've not uh, we've not had as many uh, falling outs as we usually do. No, apart from when you just dropped Lightyear on me. I can well, tell. I mean, the, in the Marvel episode, I dropped Hawkeye on the first. On That's the... true. That was straight up fucking garbage and All <laughs> right. Oh, right, man. what am I doing here
0: then? Main yeah. character and villain left.
1: Mate, yeah, that's pretty much it. And all the good main characters are gone, so. <laughs> and the good villains are gone.
0: In terms of villain, are I'm going, going I'm You're going up? Hopper from A Bug's Life. Because oh. I watched this again recently. Um, just last week actually before we even said we were doing Pixar so just quite a coincidence I, I rewatched Bugs Life for the first time in years and yeah. well, I think the entire cast is great and I love the supporting cast with the circus bugs that come to help I think Hopper is such an effective villain because he's I know he's like supposed to be the leader of this group but essentially he's just a bully who picks on people smaller than him and gets away with it and that is such a relatable character that most people in the world will have come across at some point and not only that, but he's creepy fucking looking. Like,
1: yeah.
0: grasshoppers are ugly as hell, especially in that film. Um, And just the way he terrorises the ants because he knows he can get away with it. And then the way he just seemingly just... without effort just kills a couple of his own team for suggesting they don't go back. Like, when... Because I think they say, we, we should just leave it and we won't bother. And it's like, oh... Does it and he throws one thing at him and he's like, No, he's like, What about this? And then he unleashes the entire avalanche to crush him. He's like, That's what'd happen if you let one ant get away with it's it's he's menacing and um relatable at the same time. And I think despite the fact he's got one of the most gruesome endings of any villain, when yeah. where he's fed
1: yeah, getting chicks,
0: which even now when I watched it, it still like creeps me out. Like the thought of that is just horrific and very dark for a Pixar movie. Even an early one. But um, yeah, I think there were obviously better villains on the board earlier that I would have taken. But I think Hopper is a really good one and a very underrated one.
1: Who uh, who voices him?
0: Oh, um, I do know. I'm not I'm not sure I'll say his name, but I do know.
1: But you're a You always oh, tell me how big of a supporter of him you are. <laughs> Fuck off. are you, I'm <laughs> pretty sure you said he can do no wrong. Right. <laughs> Let's not let's not say his name.
0: <laughs> no, absolutely not. But um <laughs> the character was good. That's yeah. all I'll say. Yeah, also, no. I think Books Life is really underrated now.
1: Yeah, I'm surprised that one never got a sequel. Yeah. Given the uh, given the opportunities for it, but well, yeah, strange one. I had wrote one and it's just, she's not a traditional villain. And it's a very it's a film that did come and go due to the pandemic but i am going to clash as a villain because she is the main antagonist to the main character and i'm going with the mom from turning red because it's a very underrated film which not a lot of people saw which they really should because pixar tried a new animation style really really good and a, a different kind of film it felt more like mitchell's and the machines than a pixar movie but such a great have you have you seen it no really good and well without spoiling too much but the mum is essentially it's a growing up story and it's Chinese family and the mum is well I think it's Chinese that might be me being really bad Um, but it's the mum is basically Shitting on everything the, the daughter likes and wants to be and loves and wants to do, specifically a boy band saying that she's silly and whatever you and all the way through the film, even when she turns into a giant red panda, obviously, why wouldn't you? Um it's all about avoiding the mom, not to disappoint the mom, not to. And it's that it's that relationship between mother and daughter that becomes so strange as Not that I would know, but actually I've got three sisters, I 100% know what it's fucking like. It's just, except for I'm on the outside looking in, trying not to get caught in the crossfire, but like that growing up and moving into your teenage years and changing who you are and all of that kind of business, whereas having those expectations laid on you and all that kind of business and also not wanting to change and wanting to be the perfect child and all that. And She's not the villain villain because obviously you know, she's still the mother, but She's not like an evil mother or anything like that, but she is the main antagonist. And it's such a I won't spoil it too much because I do think it deserves a watch, but it's such a it is such a good watch. And it's the conclusion to the, that relationship is is quite emotional. Um for such a really lighthearted pop like proper like bubblegum film that feels like. Um yeah, I, I we took Syndrome off the board really easily because he is the ultimate villain in any. And lots of hugging bear he's basically uh um runs an internment camp so it's yeah they I, were the two they were the two and zerg obviously but i'd already use like light, light year old I swear. Yeah. Um, yeah but yeah i mean
0: i've not seen it but you just said then she tries to hit on her daughter for like in a boy band and as a boy band connoisseur that's the ultimate villain to me <laughs>
1: You should watch it if you love boy bands, you will love this film.
0: Yeah, I should probably watch it. Um, so I will do at some point. Um, best main character, it's I get the final pick, innit? Yeah, that's it. Last category best man. as if we left best main character to the end. I feel like we took that early the other two times. Um,
1: yeah, yeah, without doing great. what you did, and I'm not going to cop out. Like what you did in, this, in the DC episode, and be like Superman from Superman Three, because you, Christopher Reeve can do. It. I'm not copying out. I... Yeah, hey, I
0: actually I rewatched Superman Three after that, and on my letterbox review, I said I think that's Christopher Reeve's best performance. Because <laughs> Better
1: than Superman One, Better than yeah, Superman... because
0: Superman One, he doesn't even show up for the first like hour, so I think he's actually got very minimal to do in that version. But right. Superman Three, he has to face himself when his other half goes bad. He gets to go back to Smallville and. Um, do the high school union and reconnect with uh, Lana yeah. Lang and they have that storyline. I really like him in 3. It's the villains, that shit.
1: What about uh, his performance in um, the well-beloved movie, The Flash?
0: May he rest in peace is all I'll say.
1: <laughs> it's not him. That's the worst.
0: <laughs> yeah.
1: <laughs> the Express-looking motherfucker I've ever seen. I've oh. only ever actually
0: seen him in Superman... Um, Smallville, which is obviously another Superman thing. I've never actually seen him acting anything else.
1: No, no, he needed it to be fair. She thinks about it. I'm going to go with the cutest little robot in Wally. Yeah, He's... that's a good shout. Yeah. Like the... Everything about Wally is great. Um, the... Again, Innocence. The kind of need you say all that kind of stuff. He's, he's lost a lot of time.
0: Can you hear me, Nathan?
1: Time. He's bored all the time, which I can relate to. He's just he's the same old things over and over again. Okay, yeah, can you hear
0: me? You've um, screen's frozen and your voice has gone really laggy and slow. Oh, uh, yeah, you do it's still frozen on your screen
1: oh i'm just not moving
0: yeah and i think my voice is coming for a bit of a
1: lag yeah. Uh, hello hello that's better where do i need to start from
0: <laughs> well actually usually i kind of forget and it takes me ages to find where i need to cut the finger because i can't remember it is but i remember it, you can just start because it immediately kicked in as soon as you started talking about wally so you could
1: just announce that again and talk about it well just start talking about the main character again
0: yeah if you just pick wally again and then talk about it because it was like Quite a coincidence. It kind of kicks in as soon as you announce that.
1: Oh, okay. Uh yeah. So main character, I'm going with the um Hold on. Did I did I get all of the Christopher Reeve talking there as well? Yeah, that was fine. Okay. Well, this is your this is your me moving so you can see where to cut. Uh so I am going with the cutest little robot, which was you know, Wally absolutely perfect he's naive he's cute he's super innocent and the things that i relate to he's bored at doing the same thing over and over again every day and just wants a little bit of you know adventure in his life um he goes off on, on this little adventure and his eyes open up to everything and in the end obviously makes the world a bit of a better place quite literally um and the voice for wally is just so simple i can't believe the film works as well as it does for a kids movie with not that much dialogue especially from the main character just the noises he makes is enough um so yeah wally is not only that but is pretty iconic in his look as well like you you see that and you know exactly you can see the silhouette of wally and you know exactly what it is it's that rusty, broken down kind of machine that looks a bit worn out and, and whatever, yeah, that, it's just, that paired with the really sleek, modern, futuristic look of Eve as well, um, really, really just accentuates how good of a character Wall he is for me. Are you scrolling through Pixar movies on Google to try and find a main character?
0: No, I've got one. I just wanted to make double check it was a Pixar movie. <laughs> and it
1: is. As soon as you saw you looking down, I'm like, he's checking. He can't think of any. He's checking. <laughs> now, yeah, Wally's great. I love Wally.
0: Yeah, and like you said, it is strange that that film was so successful given the lack of dialogue and obviously. Most kids would, you'd think, would have struggled with that, but the character is such a, an icon, and like you said, you can spot that design and that look a mile away. Like everyone knows who well is, everyone recognizes the character, and I think that works in its benefit. Um, so yeah, it's a good pick. This one, which bo- which barrel, which
1: bottom of which barrel he is creeping.
0: <laughs> I actually think this is a good film. Um, a very un- a very good one actually. Like I was just about to say, I'm surprised this film is still on the board here um and that's merida from brave oh yeah yeah because that is an iconic character i honestly would put that with disney princesses i don't i can't believe it's actually pixar like i just always yeah. assumed it was a disney princess in, one in
1: wreck it too. is wreck it Ralph... no it's not a pixar film it's fine no that's it's... not um well she's in with wreck it raft 2 in the Princess series, isn't she so
0: Yeah. But uh, yeah, I checked earlier when I was going for it. I double checked then, but Brave is a Pixar movie. So yeah, I'm taking Merida because I think similarly to Wally, she's got an iconic look. Everyone knows um, who Merida is. The bright curly redhead um, from Scotland. I think it's so unique to any other princess slash um, female hero that Disney and Pixar have done. And at 16, she's quite like, almost like a tomboy and she's fierce and it's kind of like the character that young girls can look up to. Um, And I just think she's really well written. I think she's really well um portrayed. And I think the girl that voices her, I don't actually remember her name, which is terrible. Um I think she an incredible job. And I think that film is one of the highlights of Pixar over the last maybe like 10, 15 years. So I'm surprised it took this long to get off the board. Um, But I don't really think Anything else I would have taken it in to be fair, maybe score because I think the way they like take inspiration from like Scottish music and the score in that film, it's very almost um, like Lord of the Rings esque um, throughout, and it is beautiful. So I I could have taken it in that, but this one felt like a no brainer because not only is she one of the best Pixar lead characters, I think, especially for the movies where there's one sole character like lead, but I think she's one of the best like Disney like, princesses, should I say, Um, there is. And especially, like, a lot of them feel dated, whereas I think 20, 30 years from now, she will still feel relevant. And um, that's a good pick for me for the last one. I'm proud of that
1: (laughs) one. Pat with yourself.
0: Pat yourself on the shoulder for that one.
1: Well, yeah, I mean, I didn't bring her up because... I've only seen Brave once, and it was when I was massive looking over one morning, so I don't really remember it. I should probably give it a rewatch, actually. But I remember watching it and enjoying it, but also hanging out my house, So who knows? Yeah, who knows?
0: there were obviously stuff like um, Finding Dory or Monsters Inc. where you could have taken those characters, but again, it's hard because I don't feel like there's one sole lead in those movies. Like Finding Dory, I feel like Marlins obviously just as big a character as she is, and Nemo especially in that one. Same with the Monsters Inn, there's obviously Monsters University, there's Mike and Sully, so it was hard to get just one lead.
1: Plus it copping out again, In it?
0: Yeah, yeah. Um, I think...
1: That's all of them.
0: Yeah, it is. That's everything done. I think if I didn't, if you didn't have it taken, I think Coco... Coco... <laughs> I'd have taken Miguel for that one, I think. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I'm happy with Brave. I'm happy with my picks, actually. Do you want to recap them? Because I can't remember.
1: Yeah, we've not had any massive arguments this this week, um, which is starting to become quite quite rare. Though it does show that we don't have similar opinions this week. So that's a little bit of a thing. Yeah. Happiness Feast.
0: Although the, I think your second pick was one I wanted. So that was immediately Bing
1: Bong. That one, that was a big one for me. So we started with the opening and that was you went straight in with Up. Talk that off the table straight away, you son of a bitch. Um and I was start as I mean to go on. Yeah. Uh sad opening when and toy story three with a little bit of a bit sweet opening. Uh and then for the best heartbreaking moment, I went bing bong slash Riley's reuniting with appearance in Inside Out. And you went Toy Story twos. um When She Loved Me, which both good picks. Uh Best Ending, you went Monsters Inc really good choice. And I went Incredibles. um, Best sequel. (laughs) I took Cars 3, which is the only right answer uh, with what we had left. Uh, And you went Toy Story 4 because you had to. (laughs) Um, (laughs) uh, uh, Best score, Incredibles 2. a Bit of a cop out because you just wanted Incredibles 1, but whatever. It's the same Uh, score. Why can't it be using the second one? It's there. (laughs) Uh, I went Ratatouille for those French vibes. Uh, best song on Poco Loco from me in Coco um, and You Ain't Cars 1 with Life is a Highway, which we do obey the laws of the land and drive at the correct speeds at all times. Uh, you see me drive away from work very responsibly. Um, best uh, ensemble or group in a in a Pixar movie, you went Toy Story 1, you went The OGs uh, and I went Finding Nemo. I still think I've got the better choice. No, that
0: were, that were cute attempts, but it weren't quite Toy Story.
1: I still think I've got the better one, but whatever. Um, (laughs) Best story? Well, if there were
0: any doubt on who won, then this was when it
1: ended. Uh, Best story, I think, yeah, you're right. If there's any any doubt, I won, clearly. with chance. And uh, you picked the more modern onwards. Um, Best villain? Hopper, because you're a big fan of the actor, I remember you saying. Uh, And I went with (laughs) (laughs) the mum from Turning Red. Who's more of an antagonist, but whatever. Yeah. Uh, and then the main character, which we, I think we ended strong, because usually at yeah. this point, we're having, especially outside of Marvel, we thought we we're going to be scraping some barrels. But I went with Wally from Wally, and I just wrote Brave, so I was about to say, and Brave, uh, Merida, uh, Merida, 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 Meridia? Yeah, Merida from Brave.
0: It's a good list. Who's Scottish. Yeah, good list. At but- least. Like I said, I think the the thing with Pixar and how, like, the quality that goes throughout is we weren't left scratching our heads trying to cut with just about anything like we were in the DC yeah, one towards um, the end.
1: We missed out. We didn't, for any categories, we didn't get. We didn't get Cars 2 because we're high. Uh, Monsters University, we didn't use. The Good Dinosaur, which I've never actually seen. I
0: haven't seen that.
1: Finding Dory didn't get used. Um, used Incredibles too, so that's fine. Soul, that didn't get used. That would have been a good one for uh, score, to be fair. Yeah, that would have been a very good one. Luca, which I really loved, but I, if I could remember anything about the film other than the ending made me a bit, like, smiley happy, uh, but, like, smiley sad, I think um, I would have used that. Um, but not great enough. Lightyear, like, obviously, we used an Elemental. Uh, I've not seen, so we've not used it. I didn't get to use it, and you didn't use it anyway. I've not seen it either. But I think out of the ones that we didn't use, they aren't the strongest ones anyway. So I think we've got to use all the good ones. We didn't really struggle. We didn't have to pick Flash for anything, so it's fine. No, I don't think we even picked that for anything in the DC one, did we? I don't think we did.
0: No, but I think Pixar, like I said earlier, I think it's a testament to just how well, like the content they've produced over the years has just been, consistently top-notch. There's only, Like I said, there's only been a few misses, so yeah. it wasn't too rough towards the end. And like, no matter when one of us picked something that they ever wanted, there were always options there, which was nice.
1: Yeah.
0: It we like last time when you were sat there waiting 10 minutes thinking about just about anything
1: in the world. Well, I can't even remember what I picked in the end after that. V for yeah. Vendetta. Oh, yeah, yeah. Pulled that one out of my mouth. <laughs> yeah, because you asked,
0: like, you were saying, like, you know, it clashes a clash DC film and then I watched the DC documentary like two weeks later and it was featured in there. So I was like, okay, it was the right call. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) So no cheating. But no, that brings us to an end for another category carnage then. That was a good one. Um, I think I like the idea of doing like stuff like this. I'm not sure how many different movie like production companies you can do. Like, um, is there any more like Pixar where there's not going to be
1: hundreds and hundreds? Like you can't do like Warner Brothers, could you? No, not... Not really. We could probably do Disney animate like Disney CGI animated, but that would be really tight. Yeah. I think the more we go with category carnage, the more we're going to have to think of some new rules. Yeah. That can only be used twice or something.
0: Yeah. Although we, we talked about it potentially doing certain like years. Yeah. Um, movie like release years or even like decades, that sort of thing, or genres. So I think So there's going to be a few we can pull out.
1: Yeah, I am going to say, when, when we finally put out an episode that's like Top ten films, like twenty films from nineteen ninety eight. That's when you know we've run out of ideas.
0: <laughs> no, it's <laughs> going to be, be top twenty. One. That should be our next one. Top twenty from two thousand and twenty three is When you know it's rough.
1: Yeah.
0: No. Um. Yeah. The, we're obviously um, planning on doing a couple of themed ones for um, October. Yours. So that'll be fine. Like I'm looking for. I know I'm getting way ahead of myself. But like a Category Carnage on Christmas is going to be where I fucking thrive, let me tell you. I'm going to be all about that, and I can't wait. We
1: discussed what our Battle Royale for Halloween is going to be, and that's going to be a good one. Not, I'm not saying anything here, but that's going to... I think we're going to fucking argue on that one.
0: Yeah, I think so. Um, it's a franchise that is very, very dear, um, close to my heart and yours. So that is a, that is going to be an interesting one, but... Um yep. we'll see how that goes. But um yeah, that brings this week's uh episode to an end. Um if you want to see either of our excellent faces anywhere but YouTube, then we are both on X or did I change it? I said it was Twitter. I'm sticking with Twitter, I can't make my mind up. Yeah, uh you can find us on Twitter. Um I'm there at Callum Altimus. Um again, just tweeting about random shit, mostly sports and movies. Um I'm also on Letterboxd, where I'm one follower away from 100 now
1: i'm gonna unfollow you
0: I, I unfollowed you months ago so that's fine
1: yeah don't lie
0: when i saw your positive review for that
1: like year, i thought fuck this i'm out
0: you and everybody else <laughs> <laughs>
1: but no yeah i'm on the Caltimus. um where can we find you at nay underscore 214 on x slash twitter where currently it's all star wars all the time uh dipping my toe into weekly reviews on Ahsoka and I'm probably just gonna start doing more Star Wars reviews just for my Twitter and Star Wars posts. Not that I'd do anything else on there anyway. Uh, and then Letterboxd, which I've been pretty slack on lately because I've been busy with other stuff, you know, planning a wedding and doing like getting ready for a wedding. No, uh, excuse but, me. No, no, sorry. I will try hard. I will try harder. Um at Nate 214 on Letterboxd where you can hear some more of my perfect never wrong always agreeable opinions uh
0: yeah uh, you mentioned the soccer
1: then is it good is it good i've not watched any of it like it, well then, to be fair when this episode comes out cuz we're recording a little early i won't have watched the w- episode 5 but all i'm going to say is episode 4 is probably i'm still riding the high but in my head it is the best star wars live action tv episode so far really so i saw a hint of what I, happened i genuinely think next week's or this week's by the time this is out will top that but i if you did you well depending on what you've seen i will openly admit it the ending to episode four i literally just cried
0: oh i haven't seen no spoilers like that i just someone mentioned that there was a big lightsaber fight with at least four different oh, color no, lightsabers
1: but the ending to the episode genuinely made me cry. Like yeah. straight up tears.
0: I, like, was, I haven't watched it, any of it
1: yet. It was like quarter past eight in the morning because I couldn't I couldn't wait. I had to watch it before I went to work. So by the time it was like I got to that bit, I was I was I was emotional.
0: How <laughs> many episodes is there?
1: Uh I think it's eight. Well never on by the time this is out, we're we'll gonna be on episode five, so I'll be buzzing about that more than likely but they're currently, as we're recording, it's only four, but I think there's eight.
0: So we're halfway through. Maybe I'll start watching then. Just because I never watched Rebels or anything, so
1: I didn't know I'd be just lost. Uh, I, can, I can update you. Also, I can imagine. Just, just. I mean, I don't know if you know, I like collecting my art books, like how they made films and concept art books, and I've just realised, going through this whole episode, and the only one from Pixar I've got on my shelf. <laughs> 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 Jesus.
0: So people, will, people will now know that you weren't even just doing a bit; you're actually like, like, yeah. I know. I I, lo- I genuinely love the film. Yeah. <laughs> oh, like I do a bit.
1: Would I do a bit? Awesome.
0: Uh, yeah. Well, um, if you guys like this video, and why wouldn't you? We're two of the fucking most charming human beings on earth, um, and Nathan's in a vest, so Again. I don't know what else you want um but yeah feel free to like the video and subscribe to the channel or head over to our podcast platforms i always forget that word um if you are sick of seeing nathan in a
1: vest <laughs> yeah if you want to hear nathan in a vest instead
0: yeah if you don't want to see those arms anymore then yeah fair enough that's why i keep looking down um <laughs> but yeah uh feel free to head over there and find us at the cine match podcast on pretty much Spotify, Apple, Amazon, Samsung, anywhere, really. Um, but, yeah, also follow all of the social media channels, which is just the Cinemax podcast, where you can see some fucking absolutely sensational graphics made by someone that isn't me. Yeah, graphic design. That's all I'll say on the matter. <laughs> but, um, yeah, thanks for listening slash watching, guys, and we will be back technically a week from now, yeah, because... Yeah, we're be not going to miss a
1: week, but next, no. the next week might be interesting, depending on where we land.
0: Yeah, well, I'll be slightly more tanned, hopefully, looking bronze, so it's bound to be a good episode regardless. And we shall see you all later, so thank you very much, and
1: peace out. What does Whitehead say? To Infinity and Beyond. Oh <laughs> well, yeah, big fan of you.